This is the Morning Sports Desk for Thursday, August 18th. And I know we had a plan, but I'm throwing a wrinkle in the fan. In the fan or the plan? In the plan, in the fan plan, in the plan of the fan, of the fan of the plan. You're the man with the fan and the plan and the not fan, not plan. Are we all in on evil Kirk Cousins? Ooh, okay. So I, I like where you're going with this. Uh, elaborate a little bit more. So Kirk Cousins has, uh, he's got a, a, an infamous quote attributed to him, and it goes back to his Washington days. He was coming off the field after a big win, and he looked directly into the camera and he screamed, you like that? That's his big. You like that? That's, that's his, like, his like big that. quote. As a matter of fact, there was even a moment in time, I don't know if this is true or not, where he like, trademarked you vike that when he got traded oh he totally he totally did when he came over to the vikings so uh so that is a thing that exists well he dropped a you like that in practice yesterday it was his first practice back after being out for covid Mm -hmm. san francisco's in town it's always a little bit more in those practices Yeah, they're doing 11 on 11 and um he has like a big connection with one of the wide receivers. It doesn't matter who it is. And he yells out, you like that. But he also added a little, he gave it a little color. He gave it a little color. You bleeping like that? Wait, what? Kirk Cousins dropped a bleep. Kirk Cousins dropped one of the seven dirty words you can't say on the radio? That's exactly right. And he dropped the biggest of the ones you he- can't say on the radio. Uh, and my, he said, "You bleeping like that." And my question is: Wait, so Kirk, are, we, are we? Have we opened up? Is this the are we letting the the genie out of the lamp here? Pan, is this the? Are we unleashing the the Kirk Cousins Kraken? What's going on here? Well, first, here's a little bit of context. If you've never heard the clip, you like that? You like that? Yeah, the. The, I mean, he, he, by the way, he's belligerent in that. He's like throwing his arm, like pointing. They just had a big comeback win. He's all excited. His Apparently pupils he, are like dilated. He looks like, like, like everything you know about Kirk Cousins, right? Like mm-hmm. very kind of stoic. He's, he's, he's always got, got a, like this cheesy grin on his face. He's, a, he's the son of a pastor. He's, like he, 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 his dad is a pastor. Literally. He's a pretty like pleasant guy. And he's, he gives he's off massive preacher's kid vibes. Belligerent as he could possibly ever be in that. That video right there, you like that, and he drops a you bleep and like that. I mean, are we are we a week away from Kirk Cousins with the with a little handlebar mustache, and like are are we getting evil Kirk Cousins out of this? Uh, well, who would you? I mean, maybe I think he might be coming. I think maybe he might even just get the little twirling mustache and. He might he might be transitioning into that villain role or that chip on my shoulder Baker Mayfield kind of guy. Uh I mean he's not. That's just I think uh, there was a there's a Vikings beat reporter last year and there was a practice. I think the team it might have been in training camp and this was when things kind of weren't going great and Kirk Cousins had a pass and he kind of like dropped a you like that. I don't think he put in the you know what word but i think he <laughs> he dropped he, he dropped the you like that and i think he started like high-fiving people whatever and i think it wasn't the right moment to do that because i think the guy leaned over to the other beat reporters and just went corny it's like, very corny like it's but i think when for whatever reason dropping in that word maybe gives it a little bit of emphasis if it's a big pass and a split squad 
joint practice, whatever the right word is for these things, uh, which brings an interest. I, I mean, whatever. It's, it's football. I, I think Kirk Cousins is the least of our problems in terms of, uh, people's conduct on the field. I think, I think it just kind of goes with him. I think he's a guy who doesn't get amped very often, but when he does, you almost kind of don't know what to do. He's a guy that gets so amped, he'll just go up to his head coach and start shaking him on the sidelines and make Mike Zimmer think he's got to fight him. I have I have two takes on this. One is, uh, I just want to reiterate, this has been the case since the Vikings got it. If the Vikings win the Super Bowl, I am getting a you-like-that tattoo. I'm, I'm just gonna. I, there, I have an agreement with my college roommates. Three of the four of us are going to get one because the fourth one is a coward. <laughs> is that going to be like a back shoulder tattoo or it's, is that going to be like all over the chest? That the spot to be determined. Is that going to be like under the ear? I, there's a teardrop. It's just going to say you like that in the, in the <laughs> tears down the side of my face. Happy tears. Uh, the other thing is this, this is my, this is the hot take portion of this. Go for it. It is hilarious. A to hear him say that that exact phrase not that you like that the full expletive version of this especially because he's known for saying frick like right he's known for like actively making sure not to do that because he's pastors like we all know in the huddle at some point he has said gosh you guys let's go (laughs) golly gee dang it fellas i'm just getting rather upset but here's my here's here's the hot takey portion of this this dude has played at the highest levels of football mm-hmm. his entire life. Yes. Right? Yeah. He's, is he from Michigan? He's he, from Illinois, like Northern Illinois, okay. Michigan, kind of that area. Went to, he played in the Big Ten. Those, those Michigan State teams were awesome while yeah. he was there. Like he made Michigan State football relevant. He was part of that group. He, uh, uh, obviously he's been in the, this dude has been around machismo, intensity, Football, that world, his entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, the dude probably throws out a cuss word from time to time. Yeah, <laughs> it probably happens. It's just very rare. Uh, so there you go. So if, you know so, what? A good leader. So he, if I were to, is a good leader, Kirk Cousins, because he maybe threw it out there at the exact right at, time. At you the, know what I mean? Like I don't need to do this all the time. You don't need to do this all the time. But a perfectly timed expletive. You bleeping like that is, is enough to rile you up a little bit, isn't it? Kirk Cousins is swearing now. It's over for everyone. Like, he's done. He's had it with everything. He's had it with Zimmer. He's had it with this defensive philosophy. KOC is here, and they are going to, uh, they're going to run over some throats, I guess. Evil I Kirk and the big KOC are in town. Let's go. <laughs> all right. So here's the thing. This, I'm going to transition this. All okay. right. Yeah. Let's do that. So, um, there's a, there's a, a world here where let's say evil Kirk is exactly what the Vikings needed, right? Yeah. Now, if he isn't, Kirk is going to go down as one of the most maligned Minnesota sports figures, maybe ever. Yeah. Like he's going to be up there cuz it's just going to people are just uh annoyed by him. They either love him or are annoyed by him. And mm-hmm. um when that's the case when you're divisive like that, without with being the least divisive person maybe on the planet, he has somehow turned himself into a divisive person. Uh you're going to just make yourself on a list. And if things don't work out for Kirk Cousins in his Vikings tenure, he will be on that list of much maligned 
Minnesota sports fans sports hate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Another guy on that list right now is Jerry Kill. And Jerry Kill, by Minnesota media and Minnesota businesses, keep asking Jerry Kill what he thinks about the Gopher program. And, A, we're always surprised that he's not happy with it, because why would he? He's coaching for other teams. But he really, really dislikes, openly dislikes P.J. Fleck. He doesn't, he's a not a row-the-boat guy. And he's a brick-by-brick guy, which is totally different. For those of you at home, Corey's rolling his eyes back through his skull about four What's times. What's the difference between brick by brick and row the boat? There is no difference. It's got a little bit of Kansas straw, a little bit of Midwestern grit. So uh, my first question here is what the hell is Jerry Kill's deal? What's his problem? Is he, he quit. He knows that, right? He quit the gopher program because of health and all that stuff. He quit. Why is he taking this out on the current be- gopher regime? I mean, the short answer is because Jerry Kill left. He quit, health reasons, whatever, and then proceeded to come back to coaching like less than two years later and whatever. And then Tracy Clays, his buddy, became the head coach because they had to. Like, it was halfway through the season, he was the interim head coach, and then the Gophers had a recruiting class of Tyler Johnson, Antoine Winfield, and those guys coming in, and they wanted to make sure they kept those recruits. And so they kept Tracy Clays for a sham year, and then fired him. And I think, and then, and then PJ Fleck comes in and says, we need to change the culture here. Which, by the way, in Tracy Clay's one year, they had eight wins, but there was a player boycott in which the head coach was actively against the university, but had to side with his players. He mishandled that, and just overall would not have been a good coach. We would So I, I think overall Jerry Kill's just taking out his frustrations on the Gopher program because of what they did to his friend, and also because he thinks P.J. Fleck is full of himself. That's that's basically, I think, what the gist has to come down to. But you're right. Brick by brick and row the boat are very similar, if not indistinguishable. They're both slogans that you use to try and get players. Like, it's a slogan you use to rally, to, to kind of brand your program. So, Jerry Kill is, is very quickly moving up my list of Minnesota sports fans' sports hate. I don't actually hate these people or things. It's a sports hate, right? Yeah, it's like a you, totally inoffensive. You don't wish unpro- for bad things to happen to them. You right. just wish that bad things happened in their career. Now, we talked a lot yesterday about Mike Zimmer and where he falls on the Minnesota sports fan sports hate list. We put together a list of who Minnesota sports fans sport hate the most. And I kind of have them broken up into tiers here. Sure. Uh This is fair, right? Like, A1 on this list is the Green Bay Packers. Obviously. And Aaron Rodgers clearly fits into Far that. Far and away. They're separate hates. There's, those are two separate sports hates. Because I don't know that we were particularly fond of Brett Favre, but he sure looked good in purple, didn't he? Yeah. I think Vikings fans would, would be willing to accept an Aaron Rodgers in purple situation because he's that good. You make a deal with the devil every once in a while. But... Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers, sports hate, like, number one on the list. Let's stick with football. Who else do we sports hate? Now, in my mind, the very first thing that comes to mind is the New Orleans Saints and Sean Payton. 100%. The New Orleans Saints, and I mean, 
the Vikings have beaten the Saints in two different playoff games, both in backbreaking fashion to the spirits of those down in the bayou, but not the bayou by you, the bayou by them down south on the Mississippi River. So I think uh, I think there's no love lost. Each of those playoff losses, the Vikings fans are like, that's for 09, even though like three different times you could say that's for 09. When the Minneapolis miracle happened, it was thrilling. And then 24 hours later, when they showed Sean Payton doing the skull chant on the sideline, and four minutes later, the Minneapolis miracle happening, I was like... I was overjoyed in a brand new way. It was wonderful. I remember listening to his post-game press conference and reveling in just the pain in his voice mm-hmm. that they lost that game. He's like, I don't know. We did everything we could, uh, you know, that last play and just you, cause you remember like that 2009 game and you were 2010 technically that game and everything that went down. Yeah. No. Uh, Saints. I also see on this list you have here, Greg Williams is on there. He was the defensive yep. coordinator of the Saints in Bounty that Gate. NFC Championship game. Yep, Bounty Gate. So he was the one who tried to put hits out on Brett Favre. Let's stick with kind of a football theme, even though this is a little more overarching. Sure. Uh, very high on the Minnesota sports fan sports hate list, the Wisconsin Badgers. We don't need no stinking Badgers here. Better dead than red. Better dead and than Brett red. Bielema, who is not with the Badgers anymore, is like, you know, number one FBI's most wanted on on that Wisconsin Badger list, right? Yeah, one hundred percent. He's just a he's a football jerk. He's a not a you know he ran up the score on the Gophers a lot. And by the way, he's the head coach now. The Illini who gave the Gophers a pretty backbreaking loss last year. That's exactly right. I will give you one more, and then I need to go. We can continue this well, conversation maybe tomorrow. Yeah, let's do that. But um, let's talk, and I'll let you finish this out. Of course, when you stick with football. Football. I think Minnesota sports fans love to sports hate the Dallas Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? There goes Corey. But uh, so, yeah, the Dallas Cowboys are definitely up on that list of hate. It's more like the New York Yankees hate in a sense of like, gosh dang it, they're this team that wins all the time and everybody talks about how great they are and how historic they are and we're from the Midwest and we don't like hearing people talk about themselves and how good they are. It's not fun. It's not good. We don't like the Dallas Cowboys. Also in the 70s and the 90s, the Cowboys had some pretty good teams, and the Vikings were never able to beat them uh, in a lot of times. And especially with the Herschel Walker trade, and we'll talk about him more, I'm sure, as we get going on football. The Herschel Walker trade not only uh, crippled the Vikings where they couldn't get over the hump and win a Super Bowl. They also allowed Dallas to get a bunch of draft picks, which they used to build their dynasty in the 90s where they won three different times. So there's that. But I think the cherry on top of the Dallas Cowboy hate has to come from Drew Pearson. Yeah. The Hail Mary guy, Roger Staubach in the champion, in the NFC championship game, believe 1978, throws it up there and Staubach, of course, says the Hail Mary is the ball's in the air and that's why the play is called that. But turns out, uh, Drew Pearson pushed off to get into the end zone. I know, I know it's a different era and whatnot, but he clearly just shoves the corner in the back. The Vikings corner's name escapes me. Drew Pearson, who just got put in the Hall of Fame and of course had to remind everybody it was not a push off. He's wrong. So that's two two guys on the Cowboy list we are not fond of here in Minnesota. I, I'm sorry if I'm getting your blood boiling a little bit here this morning, but uh, we got to talk about this because we like to hate a lot of a lot of people in uh, Minnesota sports. All right, that'll do it for the morning sports desk for Thursday, August 18th.